0: to another episode <laughs> of it's, it's for, for the, the table.
1: table we are the women of it's for the table and we want to bring a little something for everybody that's right to this table to this table we're here to share our experiences as authentically as we would at a sunday brunch with each other unafraid to shine a light on topics otherwise kept in the dark we're unapologetic <laughs> a little bit messy but so ready to own our story so take an hour take off your bra if you're wearing one grab your drink of choice we do have champagne again today, we do. because this is a special occasion,
0: burr, burr, burr.
1: and we'll be introducing that very shortly. All right, and let's be heard together.
0: together. In case you missed it, last week was episode 54, and it was all about, are you tired or are you tired?
1: I thought you were really just asking me if I'm tired. I'm like, why? No, but know? are you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so last week's episode was about how overworked we feel and how we are really bad at time management. And we honestly wanted to vent. And it was, uh, I think it's been a couple, it's been like a tough month for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not not fun. Tough year, tough life, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) But um, if you've experienced, you know, situations where you uh, can't fit everything in your calendar, you don't have time for yourself, you got to stop and ask like what's really important. And that's something that we definitely had to do. It's definitely a good listen. It's something that everybody has obviously experienced after um the pandemic now you know lightening up and things are opening so definitely uh uh, give that a listen if you're not you should be following us on social media we are on tiktok instagram and twitter at it's for the table we have a facebook page please like it and if you're enjoying this podcast share it with a friend give us a five-star review Was that good? That was a good intro.
1: (laughs) You answered your own question, kid.
0: Oh, well, can you answer it for me?
1: Yes, that was perfect. So good. Thank you. Great job.
0: So for this week's episode, episode 55, we actually have a special guest. (laughs) Isabella from Issa Media is here to join us. So she's actually a social media guru, I like to say. Mm. So um, the reason we brought her here is because... So I recently started my own business journey on my own, and it was really scary. And a big thing nowadays when it comes to being your own business or your own brand is marketing yourself. Mm-hmm. And the way to do that nowadays in 2021 is all through social media. Mm-hmm. I had no idea how the fuck to do that. And I ended up coming across a mutual like, person that I was following on my social media, and it was Isabella and her content was amazing and she would always post stories of herself and like these tutorials on reels or how to pose and she, her just energy was so bubbly and so like attractive i just like wanted to be her friend so i randomly like reached out to her not knowing what would happen and now, like we've—I mean, we're we're friends now. She's my mentor. Uh, I have a social media presence now, and we also have like three-hour brunches, which is really nice. Mm. So please welcome Isabella. Hi. Hello.
1: Hi.
0: <laughs> now I'm all shy. I'm I, like, know. <laughs> uh, I, like, I know. I know. You were voice? like talking. I was like, I, I where love to talking go. about myself. <laughs> yeah, literally. She said, "I love talking about myself," so don't worry about
2: it. <laughs> Oops. Um.
0: Hi! welcome to the podcast
2: <laughs> thank you I'm a listener so this yes is she also is like She's a loyal meta listener. moment I love it <laughs> cute um but yeah I'm happy to be here yeah I- we're
0: we're so excited to like pick your brain and just I mean I'm just so curious about like the journey of like how you got to where you're at today too which is I think very interesting I feel like you've gotten you've done a little bit of a roller coaster ride
1: mm. I'd love to hear about it as well as I'm sure the listeners because I this is my first time meeting you. I've only heard about you through Gabby and like her experience with you mm-hmm. and she has could not say enough great things about you and all that you've done. She's like I like wait till you meet her. Like her, her her energy is so infectious and we're just yeah. so in like I just can't recommend like powerful females paving their way enough like just yes. so stories like Snaps that's the whole point for that do, powerful that's all right we do this females podcast. so you know what I mean it's just like hearing people's stories and sharing them for everyone else to hear yeah so the floor is yours Ooh. tell us about well, yourself thank you. <laughs> and I appreciate all the
2: kind words Um, no. So I currently do bilingual digital marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, I focus specifically on like content marketing and social media. Uh, my love is Instagram and Facebook, mostly Instagram, Instagram reels are my Mm -hmm. thing, but taking it back. So I thought that I was going to go into journalism. Um, I wanted to be a journalist my whole life, like since sixth grade, I I, have to ask you how old you are. I'm 23. Okay. So I'm a baby. Mm-hmm. um but I so yeah I wanted to be a journalist I you know did the school newspaper in high school did it in college same same um <laughs> it was it was the, it was a vibe um and then in college I went to Villanova University I graduated in the middle of a pandemic May 2020 wow um, congrats and that was congratulations that's yeah. so
1: you're so fresh yes
2: yes fresh so that's, that's that's part
1: of the whole
2: roller coaster is right. like what is life? What are we doing? Do we oh, even honey. know? <laughs> it's, mm, it's not cute. So, anyhow, mm-hmm. thought I wanted to go into journalism. So, went to Villanova for communication, specialized in journalism. Did all these wonderful internships and, like, really thought I had it made. And so, my last internship senior year um, was at a magazine and that turned into a job, which I'm so fortunate I had because mm-hmm. most of my friends, class of 2020, no job still to this
0: day like right. some mm-hmm. are still searching so and with the pandemic like it's even 10 times harder
1: exactly
0: yeah. exactly and so
2: that was great and again I just thought
1: that like everything was kind of going the way it needed to go and like, this was that that was your life basically like, this is where this is the place you're going to be at for the next 40 years and you're just going to be wind up being editor-in-chief probably if that's the route that maybe you maybe, maybe not <laughs> maybe now, I don't kinda, I don't think
2: we were thinking that but I think like definitely having landed a good position fresh out of college i didn't i didn't want to stay there but i knew like the stepping stones i needed it was stable in the moment it was stable and i did know um very honestly i did know if there had been no pandemic i would not have worked there um that would have not been my first time my my full-time job i would have you know branched out gone to new york gone to miami gone to la like i would have definitely like
0: explored explored
2: options. thrown yeah. myself out there I had um an informal offer from a previous internship that I did uh in Rome I'll talk about study abroad for days I'm that mm-hmm. girl who never got over it so I had an offer from there like I would have really spread my wings but okay I, I kind of couldn't because of, of the pandemic so right trash employment we yeah. won't, <laughs> well we won't say where it was but um it just wasn't for me and I was like, well, what, what do I do? Um, no other magazine is hiring. No other newspaper is hiring. Right. Usually, if you want to go into the newspaper business or um, TV, anything, you take, like, the lowest of the low job. Yeah. And,
0: and you work your way up. And you work your way up. And you're or happy Or you have with a connection, it. which is also, like, or you have a connection. the only way you get it.
2: Exactly. And so it's like, I was willing to do those things out of May of 2020 much less willing when it was like how do i know that this is not just going to be the exact same thing that i'm living right now Mm -hmm. for even less pay and in the middle of the country in the middle of bumblefuck like right now i can live at home i I couldn't if i took some of these these the few jobs that there were so i'm
1: wrong journalism is an extremely hard industry to like get into and make money in yeah
2: yeah yeah i mean it's It's hard because it's so um, it's really villainized. And I think even more so in the last four years, like I remember in college, like telling parents I was a tour guide and telling parents like, oh, I'm a journalism major. And they'd be like, oh, good to know you're going to be part of the fake news.
0: And (laughs) and and at
2: the time I was like, I am a hardcore reporter. Mm -hmm. What are you saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And so anywho things started panning out I was really looking for um new positions and I was like what can I do so I got a podcast producing position but that wasn't going to be enough to like leave Mm -hmm. and I was like okay well I could do some social media management on the side a big part of my role with the magazine was social media so I was like I know what I'm doing and it's fine like I can do it and I think it's I don't know if you've heard before like you don't necessarily discover a passion. You make a passion. So it's, yeah. if you decide that you're passionate about something, give it a year, like your brain will catch up and you'll be passionate or you just pick a new passion. That's very mm. like Gary Vee, Tom Bilyeu stuff that they say. And and so I've, I've seen it happen because before I used to say, I, I remember, and now I think it's the funniest thing is I remember my senior year of college, I got a different internship opportunity and they wanted me to only do social media. And I told a professor I was very snarky about it. Again, kind of regret it. And I was like, I don't want to post on social media for the rest of my life. And then that's literally what I do every day. um, (laughs) And but until until you realize, like, that's the path forward. That's the way I found a gap in the market. Um, The the people I really wanted to help were Latino owned businesses. And a lot of them were being backed into a corner of either picking Spanish and losing on their all their English speaking clientele or picking English and then leaving their community behind like the people who literally made their business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I was like you don't have to choose I didn't want to choose so I made, made it I made everything bilingual and it's been it's been going well I started my business in January of 2021 um started my page on Instagram February 2021 blocked everything everyone at my (laughs) former employer and then at the end of april i was i quit my job yeah um and was like i can't do it anymore because i do i do think that part of it it was just i was so unhappy in this position right and like just so over it i would have done almost anything to get out so can i
1: so i have two questions so when you before you realized the passion for social media and like the 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 gap in the market that you played on that you're doing so well in what was your envision for your life graduating like what did you hope to one day be with your with journaling with being a journalist
2: yeah um I I've recently taken to saying this I don't know how I feel about it but I always say like I wanted to be Barbie reporter like I wanted to be the one that was like breaking the hardest news and like going I really wanted to cover issues of diversity and inclusion that's something that I was super involved Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. uh, my whole life like high school college everything And I wanted, I also wanted to do a lot about immigration and I, I wanted to do those things, legacy media, you know, New York times or going towards newer media like box, something like that, but just living my life, not knowing what was going to happen every day. Cause that's that's part of the thrill of journalism is you don't know what story you're going to cover. You don't know what, what fire you're going to go. Right. Um, see, not that we like fires, but the way I'm like viewing
1: what you're doing on social media is kind of a form of journalism like the the way that you're putting out there like certain things and highlighting different areas that you feel passionate about like yeah. what well, what you just said about passion how um I, I think the passion was probably always there you just didn't discover you didn't know that that's what it was it, it took a right. different form so i think like passion through different experiences changes and it just adapts but that kind of fire to still broadcast and and highlight all of the interests that were that speak to your soul you're doing it like like that. That was your passion when you were when you thought you were just going to be working for a certain um, company and reporting certain kind of news. Like you're doing that just on a p- bigger platform than, you, but right. probably any company would. And you're kind you. of you, and there's no you,
0: limit for it. Right, and you're kind of reaching like more of the like the how, how do I say it? like not the the like the smaller uh, audience, I guess, because like when you're reporting for. For a media company, media companies are huge, right? They're corporations and, and now what you do, like Alyssa said, you're it's a new type of journalism where you're helping the people that usually aren't seen, which are the small business owners, which are the small brands, which are the people that are just trying to make it. You mm-hmm. know, whether it you know, whether it's something that it's their their passion and their brand or a business that they're trying to build.
1: Right. Yeah. Which I think the best part about social media is that you can talk about anything with no background in what like you can just do whatever you want on social media that the area is just so large to do whatever you want maybe that like scares a couple of people like oh like i don't know if i can do this or say this on social yeah. media like i don't know if we're gonna think but it's like the platform is there it's i guess like finding the way to make an income off of it because mm-hmm. like you still need to live like i can yeah. go on social media every day and go live and right, talk right, about right. everything that makes a passion but i still have to go to work so like yeah, yeah, right. the fact that you're like f- turning this into an a legitimate career and like you're a business is yeah, yeah, ten out of ten. So I
2: wouldn't the while I agree, I still wouldn't call it journalism. Though okay. I do think that there are some like ethical standards to to hold to, and I I I think that breaking away from journalism, I'm much more. It's opinion based. It's personality mm-hmm. based, which wouldn't have been there as a reporter. Mm-hmm. Which then you know can get into the conversation of like, would I have even liked it? That's and, what and I'm saying, say, yeah. right? Like, what
1: you wanted to get out. That's why I asked what your yeah. vision was from to begin with, because I yeah. think it's turned into like kind of what you're doing
2: yeah well and I I think that a lot of it is you you can in college think that like you love a career like how Mm -hmm. many people have gotten to the point where they're they're pre-med the whole time they get to med school and they're like this is what I want yeah right so and and it could have it could have definitely been that um and uh, I do I do love being a personality I do love kind of showing off who I am which I wouldn't have gotten to do as a journalist, but it's still completely different. And I do feel that difference. Like I was, I was having a conversation earlier in the week of like, will there be a path for me to come back to journalism? Like, is that, Mm -hmm. yeah, is that a possibility? Is that something I want to keep open? Um, What is, what would that look like? Right. So I do still think there's a big distinction. There's a lot of overlap. And I think a lot of media companies need better social media to reach who they are, but there's still, like, I'm informing people, and mm-hmm. that's part of it. But the, the nature of it, the way that I would be doing it, wouldn't be it. And I, I think what's interesting is I never wanted to do TV. I never mm-hmm. wanted to be a reporter. I wanted to be, like, a, a TV reporter, broadcaster. I wanted to do writing, which was so funny because, again, maybe it was the company I was working for. When it came down to me writing something for them – I would procrastinate to the last minute, which you you cannot mm. do when that is your job. Oh,
0: was just very telling. Uh, yeah, I, I was it. just gonna. It's very telling. Yeah, and it was like wow. I would. Procrastinate we all know that the, feeling. Oh, the yeah. Last minute. And it was it was interesting things, but I was like, mm, right. No. Um. Well, when, yeah. so real quick, what you just said it's it's very telling. You can't hide that feeling. So a reason why I specifically like really wanted you on. The podcast was because I related so much to you. And I think Alyssa would too, in a sense where earlier you were saying how, like, when you were at the job that you were at, the publication that you were at, you just felt that you just did it, just wasn't for you. You felt that you weren't happy there.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: there are so many people that will push that feeling till the very, very edge until they break down, which I know personally I have done the past corporate job that I was at, where I was just like, no, 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 I just have to fight this. I have to keep going. This is like what. This is what I need to do this is a job this is this is this is this is how you make a living mm-hmm. and I think that's really telling me because I remember when we were talking personally the last time we saw each other I loved how you spoke about your parents and how your parents mm-hmm. have their own business and your parents were actually the ones pushing you to be like start something on your own leave mm-hmm. do something for yourself which is so crazy because that you usually don't grow up in an environment like that where like for me like my parents have worked corporate all their life the second they came to the U.S. and they got their you know their visa their working permits, they were like we have you know you got to make it in 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 the world you got to do what you got to do to to make money and and climb the rank and it's like I heard it from you and I was like wow like I imagine having Mm -hmm. parents that raised me that were like and I'm not saying that my parents didn't raise me the right way but it's just it's a different perspective on like what could have been and you're getting that perspective so
1: early Co- in life exactly. so early in your career yeah. that like there there's no one like you don't have like a no one to support other than yourself like you can fail if if you need to fail like mm-hmm. there's no pressure c- to yeah. succeed and to do all these things like obviously you want to succeed but you can do it on your own i guess free will like and like your parent and like knowing your parents have are supporting you behind that is yeah fucking huge yeah yeah
2: huge. Th- it, it's an uh, incredible privilege to have and i think it's it's super interesting because going back to like what i thought was going to be um i would always tell them i was like my goal is to be you know top reporter at mm-hmm. the new york times or top reporter at the washington post whatever dream and they were like why would you want to work for someone else and i'm like you don't get it like this is the top of my industry and they were like why are you in someone else's industry? Mm-hmm. And I would always kind of fight back. And and it was so interesting because I would kind of always say that, like, no, it's all good. And to them, to everyone else, entrepreneurship is the is the like black sheep is the oh, my God, what would you do? Right. To my, especially to my dad, corporate was like the Ugh, mm-hmm. you're going to be that person. Right. Which right. The, one, the complete like right. opposite of what everyone right. else thinks. And and yeah, like they it's just they, non-traditional. Completely non-traditional and, and especially my dad from like a very early on was like, he says this with love, no shade to anyone in corporate, but he's like, you're too smart to be in corporate. You're too smart to be building someone else's dreams when you could be building your own. Mm-hmm. And, and it's things like, you know, the, I don't know if you follow any of like the hustle Instagrams. <laughs> um, but a lot of them will be like, you know, I'd rather work 18 hours a day for myself than, than, 40 hours a week for someone else. And while we believe in rest in this house, um, (laughs) like that, that whole idea is something that they always kind of said. And I was like, Oh no, no. Like I'm going to do corporate. And I don't, I don't really know where that came from. I went to a private school. Maybe it came from trying to, well, it's everything else in society telling you that's what you should be doing. Like your parents are like the, like one percentage. Right. Yeah. And and so, um, but with them, like they were, they were super chill. And as soon as I kind of said like I'm not happy at my job. My mom was like, "Okay, find another job." She wasn't. She didn't jump straight to entrepreneurship. But my dad was like, "Cool, what business are you going to start?" He was. So your parents have
1: their own business. So they
2: they're they're divorced. They have been since I was like four. Okay. Um. But so my mom is an accountant. So we got we got to the U.S. My mom and I and my sister got to the U.S. in twenty in two thousand two. Okay. And so, you know, very like immigrant struggle mm-hmm. story of you. she had a, a education in Columbia. She couldn't come and, and do that here. She had to work whatever odd job was working until um, she finally now can be an accountant. Um, that's what she said. So she's an accountant. She's a tax preparer. She's working to get her CPA because like there's weird credit hours that you mm-hmm. need with that. Yeah. But so now she has her own. Place to do taxes mm-hmm. and she has a business partner and they do their own thing so I started seeing her when I was in college like seeing her she's like if if I don't want to go into the office until 10 I don't have to mm-hmm. right. who's gonna tell me otherwise my dad is in Florida so the the situation's a little different um in terms of what's possible but same thing he came a couple years later um he was in Florida he odd jobs doing whatever he could got into as a lot of Latino men coming Mm to the U S do found opportunities in construction and found his opportunities in construction worked. And his main goal was I'm going to learn what I can and I'm going to do this for myself. So Mm -hmm. over time he started building his own, um, construction, like remodeling company. And that's what he's been doing in Florida. But he's also like, the guy who he's the stereotypical entrepreneur that like you tell him an idea and he's like write that down, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the next business, that's <laughs> the next business we're gonna start and um and then it really rubs off on people like I have two I have two older brothers and an older sister and the two older brothers who are in Florida both have their own businesses um, one of them decided to forego college because he was like, whatever I will learn in a business school, I can learn for a lot less starting my own business. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't have been able to do that if my dad wasn't supportive of it. Like there was, didn't have that perspective growing up. Like Mm -hmm. that is like, that's crazy like, i can't yeah. imagine there yeah. was there was no one forcing him and like it's it's really weird and, and i've had this conversation with him before like i think coming from a philadelphia like northeast perspective and coming from the prep school that i went to i was like what do you mean you're not going to go to college like yeah. college is like what you what you do uh, and he a was thousand like percent. he was like yeah no
0: yeah like if i ever told my dad that my dad would be like what do you mean i First, I came to this country for an education for you and your sister mm-hmm. to become something. Two, like that's the only way to make it here. Like he, it was just so ingrained in his mind that like that's how you you become part of this American dream. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, w- which listen, like it just that's just how it is. Just, like like Alyssa said, like that's just society norms today but it doesn't have to be like everybody's norm right Right. Right. like some some people just aren't meant for college some people just aren't meant to like study books and things some some people are meant to get more into the arts or get creative with their hands or or you know just pick up hobbies that can be made into money and it's i just think that way of thinking is just so it's not it's just not inspiring enough for people today and i wish it was more available you
1: can make the norm also your dream too like the way like your mom doesn't have her like she she as an accountant probably probably she likes numbers and formulas Mm -hmm. and consistency but she found a way to still make it her own Mm -hmm. without having to go and like kill herself every single tax season for somebody else like she can decide Mm -hmm. that for herself so there's ways to take what everybody is telling you like the route to take your own like you can still adjust it and make it adapt to your lifestyle and it be your version of your dream
2: yeah yeah and i think a lot of it is also like uh playing the hand you're dealt that makes sense um of like for my mom a lot of finding her own opportunity was like Without a CPA, mm-hmm. it was very hard for her to find other opportunity. Without perfect English, it was very hard for her to find opportunity. Yeah. And so she, for a long time, worked for a Latino-owned um, accounting firm and, like, all this stuff, and it was great. But she was like, this is not it. Like, mm-hmm. going into the office at 7.30 and mm-hmm. leaving at 8 p.m. Like, is not right. it. Right. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it, she she kind of learned that – I have a complicated relationship with the word hustle, but she learned that hustle – from also having to you know clean houses right. or having
1: to just find money where right. money right. totally does not exist but i think that like there's a i think people's idea of like entrepreneurship too is just someone starting their own business or creating that new software that is for that new app like it can it out can, of thin can, air it, it, on, right, <laughs> right out of yeah that's like, that. so, or like that people, only creatives can be entrepreneurs or, it, exactly right, right. That's or, what I was or that too. you
0: also had a lot of money just to the side that you decided to like Right. You Start know what I mean? Like, yeah. which is also cause some people yeah. do stick in corporate or do jobs that they need to do in order to get to that next level, which also is, is part of the journey that people mm-hmm. don't realize.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that there's, there's a lot of different entry points to entrepreneurship and there's a lot of, I think the, the past couple months, like couple year and a half of the pandemic has shown a lot of people that like working from home, is nice mm-hmm. or getting to set your own price is very nice. Yeah. Getting to have work life balance and work life balance is interesting when you're an entrepreneur because it's like it's you or you. Right. Yeah. But just just being able to be like, I don't wanna work for thirteen dollars an hour right. for someone I hate. Mm-hmm. Um and and that's been that's been a big part of it of just like being able to say that. I mean also being able to I live at home. Like if I fail. I'm still going to eat, which Mm -hmm. is a very different situation than a lot of people.
0: Right.
2: And even, um, just mentality wise, like I, I'm willing to put myself out there, willing to put myself on social media and like say whatever I need to say, Mm -hmm. um, to make things, uh, work. But, um, it's because I kind of, I have this safety net that a lot of people don't have. Um, and that my, my parents didn't have, so they kind of, Showed me the way like, don't get me wrong. It's not like they're, you know, multi-million entrepreneurs. They're, especially my dad, sometimes is still struggling, mm-hmm. but it's just that, it's that mentality mm-hmm. um, of you can do it if, and if also, I think the other thing is people get really married to the first thing they start, like for the first business to start. And I've always, it's always kind of been a thing like, Hey, you tried it for three, four years. Maybe not even that you tried it for way less and you hated it. Like you're allowed to just pick up and, and go change, like mm-hmm. pick up and start an explanation, business.
1: without like a, a real reason. If you just don't feel it, like this is your path, like you can just change it or right. stop. Like there's so many other avenues to life that it just, it's so crazy that we get so like hung up on the right. one path that like, oh my God, I'm going to ruin my whole life if I don't stick to this career or go or get this degree yeah. or yeah, I'm just.
2: Yeah, and and tradition. with social media, like I, something that I I tell clients is like, I don't care what your business is, I don't care what your interest is, I don't care how
1: weird you think you are,
2: because everyone thinks that they're weird and they're everyone like, thinks they're oh the only one
1: that does this. Yeah, I they're like, oh you. my god, <laughs> you're I'm not. the only there are person. There are other people that also have not watched Game of Thrones or that eat ketchup with yes. their fucking sandwiches, and so they're not the only one of anything. If you start
2: posting, <laughs> if you start posting it, like you will. You will find your people. Mm-hmm. Like the internet is this vast place that like obviously comes with its toxicity and its complications. But like somebody's gonna follow you. Like maybe if your if your interest is not that mainstream, you're not gonna get a hundred thousand followers, but like you might get a thousand really interested followers who are willing to vibe with what you're saying and and you can do it and everyone just kind of thinks that they're the only. And right, they're yeah. they're so they're Niche. so like not even niche but like they just think that they're weird and i'm like be- i'm just
1: like quirky i didn't well, yeah. like, i think it's a narcissism <laughs> in everybody though like, everybody oh, is, like yeah. they, it's just so hard to like realize that <laughs> like the world actually doesn't revolve around you and like other people also feel certain ways that you feel right and yeah are probably thought everything that you feel times one million like you're right. just well and in the, in the you're tough not that thing- important you're not that special you're not that unique like in in the grand scheme of life yeah what you're doing is normal you, no matter how weird it is it's normal right
2: yeah and that and that should be relieving like i think we're all special unique beings but we're also like something that i say often is like fuck originality everyone's trying to be the most original everyone's trying to be new i'm like you barely have to or they're like if i can't be original i've got to be the best and i'm like honestly (laughs) if you're like semi original and semi okay but you have perfect timing Mm -hmm. um okay like it'll blow up sometimes we don't know what these algorithms like um unfortunately that means that sometimes the original creator doesn't get the credit like tiktok we've seen a lot of issues of um, um, copying, especially like white creators copying black creators and like the black creator got 10 views and the white creator who copied the exact same dance got like the 1 million Mm -hmm. and the sponsorships and whatever but still like a lot of this is luck a lot of it is just doing it with enough energy like believing believing in what you do Now, the flip side of that is there are plenty of people who come on social media and they're like, I'm an expert in I'm an expert in in taking care of plants. And there are people who actually like go to school to be experts in taking care of plants and stuff like that. And they're just in there and they're like, what is my qualification? I have 10 plants in my Mm -hmm. bedroom and they're all alive. And they just say it with enough charisma that you're like, yeah, I'll buy your thousand dollar course or yeah, Yeah. I'll buy your thing. So you have to be wary of it. But it's also such a big, big opportunity for everything. So how do
1: you learn so much about social media? Did you just start researching and like deep diving on your own before you started this business of yours? Or was that like it was just a passion turned into this? Like, how do you like how do you know so much about the algorithm and stuff like that?
2: Well, I think so. It's a combination of things. One, you didn't um, go to school for this, correct? So we see social media stuff like in communication. Okay. um, And we see like how to market things in communication, just part of the curriculum. Um, But we also see a lot of other really random things. Mm -hmm. Um, Be a comm major, guys. Everyone shits on comm majors. Like a comm major can pivot to do anything because we're just thought we're just taught how to. Talk about it, mm-hmm. like, and that's that's literally what you need. You to also do. went
1: to a really good school. Yes, I love oh, yeah, Villanova. Very, very yeah. good. School. Villanova
2: was messy at times, but it was. We appreciate it now. Hindsight being 2020. But, um, with that, um we saw a little bit of it. I, my senior project was in it, like things like that. Then at the place that I was at the magazine, I was doing all of their social media, all their Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, thankfully they never made me do TikTok for them, Mm -hmm. but, (laughs) um, so I was seeing a lot of strategies with them and taking a more bland lifestyle brand and trying to make that work. Um, having a personal brand, which is more what I have is a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I started doing that. I had to do research for that position anyway. Right. And then I think also by virtue, like internships I've had, everyone sees the the 20-year-old, the 21, 22-year-old and is like, "Mm, social
1: media. Especially in the recent, what, four to five years too when social media has become such a prominent source of marketing, free marketing nonetheless. Like now it's like starting to like ads and stuff and like going that route. But Yeah. yeah, I... People that have been in their job for 30 plus years don't even want to fucking touch Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. Yep. So yeah, the new person that comes in, they, the they, they know like, they, they're not even like keen on learning to adapt to it. So I think you got like you, like again, timing what you said is so perfect. Yeah. Cause like you did go to school, like your age is, is major perfect. key in all of this.
2: Yeah. And, and it's really interesting. So social media managers and social media marketers often say, This is the only field that the older you get, the more experience you get, the less, you know, Mm -hmm. because even I sometimes feel like I need help with TikTok. So I'll go and look at like what's going on with someone younger Mm -hmm. or I'll look at someone who's like a TikTok specialist and it's why it's why each social media transitions into an older people's social media is because there's always going to be something new. Mm-hmm. Like you as a 16 year old don't want to be on the platform that your 25 year old sister's on and your 45 year old mom's on. Right. Um, and much less on the platform that like your 70 year old grandma's on. So there has to be something new. Yeah. And with that evolution, you just have to know how to adapt. Like you have to know how to roll with the punches like even yeah. even on the platforms like reels was something that's stressful and is super stressful for a lot of people if
0: you know how to hack it and you're willing to look like a fool the first couple times yeah you can you can figure it out which, um, which is also great advice because that was my biggest thing for me and Alyssa knows this because I would literally text her and be like I'm i hor- I'm. I would text her all the time every morning. I was like, okay, I'm gonna post today. I'm gonna like start like branding my business. And I was like, Alyssa, I'm the worst photographer ever. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Everything looks like shit. I hate it and that was like my mentality and it wasn't until like i spoke to you and you were like listen like everybody fucks up on social media you're gonna misspell things you're gonna make things that you're gonna cringe on like a couple months later there are things that you'll post that you photograph Our that first maybe episode of the podcast i can't even uh, uh, no, i know you're so you're shit. so right it. also it's, nobody it's, there so has to it. be a first of everything yes. exactly so to start I, anything right this is and also cringy... every, and everyone's doing it i That's know and it goes back to what you said like everyone's trying to be like but oh, in the, moment, the like original the best like i'm just doing the best you
1: can do you just yeah. realize that you get better when you keep doing something yes and
2: it, but i think that the nature so 100 percent. and i love the again on the hustle instagrams that i hate follow um <laughs> they always say like the first step to greatness is being terrible at something mm-hmm. and you're like mm, you're, you're like right shut the though. fuck up but you're also like yeah, yeah you're right and so I, th- I think just just being willing to do it also just kind of touching on what you were saying earlier like you're not it, think of okay so let me backtrack. The average person on on Instagram today follows at least five hundred accounts, and with the algorithm and stuff, you are probably seeing about like a hundred of those. If, if each one were to post every day, so if you fuck up on your post, one people probably didn't notice, mm-hmm. and two, if they notice, they forgot three posts later. Okay. They don't. They don't have the mental capacity to think about you
0: like that. Right. They're already um, they're too busy thinking also about themselves. Also, you are not you are not like <laughs> Chrissy Teigen, or like Ariana Grande, or Joe Biden that has right. like. how many million followers like you're just not that but even if you were
2: like yes i mean with them yeah some scandal might pop out like twitter everyone might be outraged but then like three days later like our attention span unfortunately is just so short yeah but fortunately for us like Mm -hmm. you can experiment that doesn't mean that i'm gonna go out there and like say some wild shit yeah but they don't want to cancel yourself right like within (laughs) reason um and if we want to get into cancel culture, that's a whole other thing. Like, yeah. I don't think cancel culture I, is actually have, only affects um, small creators and people of color. Yeah, I have mixed. So, I, I,
1: I don't support cancel culture. Yeah. Culture, it's, but, it's, but like
2: cancel culture, it's I think people are more afraid of cancel culture than cancel culture actually merits. Because, again, if you're a huge creator and you're white and or pretty, you're going to bounce back in a year. And well, people are going to buy your shit no matter what. Because exactly. Like how many students. times have people tried to cancel the Kardashians? How many times have people tried to cancel Joe Rogan?
1: You, the, I think, when canc- <laughs> I think cancel culture was designed to take down people of that statue to bring them down to like playing field. But you have to realize that cancel culture will never cancel those people because they are so hot because there are people that will follow them and they will continue to buy their shit no matter what happens. They, they can't do no wrong enough. Into, Cause yeah. like there just aren't enough of uh, people like us willing to cancel it. Well, I so end up canceling the people. And that it's
2: also like, um, that's not the goal either. Right? Like the, the goal is we can, we can call it whatever we want. We can change the name to whatever it is. Call in culture, call out culture, whatever. I mean, it's, it ultimately comes down to accountability mm-hmm. yeah. and um, being able to be held accountable. But typically the people who do not bounce back from cancel culture are are people of color or are queer people or are minoritized people. And they're the ones who actually suffer. But the people complaining and like bitching about cancel culture are the, are the people who are never actually going to get canceled. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a lot of times I have such issues with these big platforms being like, Oh my God, cancel culture when it, they're going to bounce back. Yeah. What we can, what we can have is accountability culture and say like, Hey, yeah, that person doing that really fucked up thing should be if there's legal consequences, should face those legal consequences. If there's repercussions where they lost their job, that happens. So but it, they right? shouldn't be like isolated to the tundra of Antarctica. Like people
0: can bounce back.
2: Mm-hmm. How people, many people
0: can bounce back if they're willing to take the time to educate themselves or change what ended up happening that they had to yeah. be canceled for. Exactly. And because, I mean, like, we've all been young before, too. Like, I like I remember, like, when we were, like, when I was Thank specifically growing up. Thank God social media up, was not that big I know. Right that, I, I always okay. say that, too. Thank God social media wasn't around when, when I was in, you know, high school, grade school. I but we weren't taught. To... We just weren't taught certain things mm-hmm. that we know now. And, and certain words were used for other meanings and it wasn't until you hit a certain age where you're like, wow, like I wish I knew that. Mm -hmm. And now that you know that, like I take that with me every day. And if I ever see, if I ever come across a person who's saying that in public or on the internet or whatever, like then you stick up for that. Mm -hmm. But there is, there is a curve where you can learn from something that you just weren't educated on.
2: Yeah. And, and I, but I think it's also, so that's when it goes into people saying call in culture. So Mm -hmm. call in culture is like, you see your friend, say something that you're like oh that did not hit right yeah and you call them in and you say hey what did you mean by that uh i don't think that's the message you came across and telling them like okay this is how you do better this is how and like when you know better you do better ideally if now that person you call them in you're being nice about it if they choose to be really you know put a stake in their position then that's in the move of like, okay, well, do they deserve the platform that they have? Do they, right. um, can they build off of that? Like it's, but it always should start with accountability. Unfortunately, we also, it being in marketing, like outrage is sexy. Outrage sells. People bank on outrage. Yeah. People, I, I um, did a story recently about the Kendall Jenner tequila not the worst appropriation she's done, but definitely appropriation. Well, after and
0: that photo campaign came out, I thought it was pretty bad. It
2: was awful. Um, well, and the whole like the whole commercial, whatever. But I do not think that that was a mistake. Kris Jenner is a genius. Kris Jenner was not sitting there saying, "Oops, no." The devil they know. works
0: hard, but Chris Jenner but works. But Chris harder. Jenner works
2: harder. Ten times harder. And so it's like they bank on outrage. It's the same thing as Kim Kardashian trying to trademark kimono.
1: Like, they know they they knew they were never gonna get that trademark. And then just have they, skims in their back pocket, like a secondhand name. That's a that name is 12 times better. Like it, it works for her brands. So but the like thing is, but the thing is how it. many <laughs> times. So, so something that I talked about with
2: the tequila. I would have Never found out about the tequila had it not been for this controversy. And how many people I talked about it? I I brought it on my platform. How many people on my platform would have never heard about the tequila if there were no outrage? If there wasn't a scam mm-hmm. outrage, it. like it's the it's the oldest thing in PR. They say no, right. uh, all press is good press. Mm-hmm. You can agree, you can disagree, but platforms that big depend on outrage. Mm-hmm. It's there's a lot of really big YouTube stars. There's a lot of really big um, actors, actresses, singers. Uh, reporters on TV who just know that like they create some outrage they go dark for two months they come back stronger than ever
0: I never thought of it that way 100% it's it's, I mean everybody keeps talking about that with uh, the whole David Dobrik scandal like everybody keeps saying he's gonna come back and he's just gonna bounce back because everybody loves him and he's the biggest YouTube vlogger out there and a
2: lot of times they do and and I'm not I'm not here I'm not judge jury and executioner like I am it's the it's the core of public opinion. But ultimately, I would not be surprised if in 2023, he comes back. He has a social media uh, – he had launched a social media company. I would not be surprised if in the next two years – underground he's working yeah. on another platform 2023 he comes back he says i am so sorry for my past actions and people go oh sweetie, i'm it's older okay. i'm wiser i did my time and yeah. and it's all good and the thing is i don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing if he truly says i took accountability for my actions i took responsibility i legally did what i had to do i financially did what i had to do
0: yeah
2: second chances are possible but second chances are also typically only given to those with enough privilege that are either famous enough, white enough or rich pretty enough. enough. Yeah. And so that's the nuance of cancer culture. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm afraid of it sometimes. Like when I, I, I really do have to think on my stories. Like this is cute and funny right now. Do I want this clip to be around in five years when I'm, I'm going for the big brand deal when I'm going yeah. for whatever next step in my life is probably not. And I, I was telling you about this earlier. I was talking to a group of high school students this morning (laughs) and I told them, I was like, here's my, there are high school students going into college. I was like, I journal. I love journaling. How about you, whatever you think is going to be really cute and funny to tweet right now, how about you journal it in the morning? Just write it down and then like come back in a couple hours and read it and be like, do I want my future employer to see this? And really think about it. Will they do it? Probably not. They're going to tweet it anyway. Yeah.
1: But like, it. <laughs> it's
2: just, they're definitely going to tweet it. And, and or um, snap it or put it on a story. Or but your whatever. words are going to
1: be in the back of the mo- their mind maybe when they, like, grow up in a couple years and they, like, start to, like, enter the real world and see how things, like, affect. Like, you, there'll be a voice in the back of their head be like, damn, I couldn't change what I tweeted right. then. I can change what I tweet now and what I put out there now. So, yeah. I mean, it's not all lost. But I think this younger generation is just rightfully so they were born into it they have to put everything out there like they are like open fucking wounds to the world and we were grew up like right in the middle of it so like we can put ourselves out there but i I can also be okay if i'm not out there like i can be okay if i go a couple days without posting on social media i don't feel like the need to post whereas like my younger sister i don't know if she could she could go without snapchat for a couple hours like Mm -hmm. so like i and
2: and it's tough i mean for for me so i'm to some considered a a millennial Gen Z cusp. I relate to a lot of millennial things because all of my siblings are so significantly older, but like, let's be real on Gen Z. Um, sadly. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) the thing is, right. I had that relationship with Instagram and with social media before now it's my job. Like it's it's literally how I get paid is I, I was joking right before we started recording. Like I sell through Instagram voice notes. And a voice note will convert someone, will take someone who is on the fence about buying from me. If I send them a really sweet, personalized voice note, obviously being genuine, they'll buy from me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I have, like, I can't miss a DM at 10 30 p.m. Yeah. It's that's, that's, you know, just the same way Gabby
1: can't miss an email from a client. Like, just a, like,
0: exactly. Know, it, it's and it's just, form. but
1: unfortunately, with email,
2: you're not going to get sucked into a TikTok hole. You're not going to get sucked into God. a real hole right now. I don't know if y'all have seen this. The
0: Backyardigans are trending on TikTok. Why? Because they're amazing. You mean The Backyardigans aka the kids show? I don't even know what that is. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's literally like a like a very young kid, sh- like not like toddlers. It's a toddler. Like toddler show. Okay.
2: But we can all agree I, after this y'all can look it up. The Backyardigans soundtrack
0: Lapse.
2: I'm it's so bad at what's trending. Lapse. Damn. And so we recently are n- we are not Gen Z. <laughs> so listen, <laughs> listen, I'm gonna sing this. I'm sorry to the whole audience. But one of the songs that's literally been playing in the back of my head this whole conversation is Into the Thick of It. Into the thick of it. I never And that's th- trending. <laughs> that's trending and it should be. <laughs> um so the backyard again, for some background is these little like blobs. Um, except one of them is a penguin and they are literally in the backyard. It was a Nickelodeon show. They went on these adventures. They used their imagination, teaching kids about imagination. But this show was one of the few Nickelodeon shows, especially for that age group. That was the writing team was predominantly black. And you could tell the names were Tyrone, Uniqua, Pablo. And I'm sorry for forgetting the last one. It was a fantastic show. Anyway, it got, it got canceled, closed in 2013. And somebody on TikTok said, um, I'm really sad about the fact that kids after 2013 will never get to experience the quality that was The Backyard against.
1: And so
0: they started trending this music. Isn't that some shit? It's like wild, how
1: things can take off.
0: I just—it's just crazy how the those trends just can so happen. late to those trends. Like I'll probably know.
1: I'll hear that trend maybe in a couple months. Like I just told you, like I tried Chick Fil A for the first time. Like I am so late to the game. I, that's a different topic but but I also think
2: I I get paid to be on the trend
1: right right like I I recently signed up for my newsletter
2: um I recently started a newsletter where I send out different reels ideas um for your business and one of the audios that I'm going to include in my first ever newsletter sign up Mm -hmm. is the backyard again and um because if so TikTok, it goes. TikTok trends take off. They're there for about a month, and then they reach Instagram. Right. So if you're in that first wave, golden, gold. Right. So I, I gotta keep how, my clients on point. How does a trend start? Um, it's usually it's one creator. I'm gonna be very frank. It's typically a creator of color. Um, comes up with a dance, comes up with a song, comes up with,
1: they, one person,
2: it's one person. And another person says, that's a good idea. And And they copy it. And then one other person copies it. And then a bigger page copies it and it takes off and it blows up and it blows up. And it's, it can, I think that's also the beauty of right now, TikTok, because it's so
0: wild like it's yeah, they, the they, wild west I, it, no it, it is tiktok so tic, you can be yeah, on I, you can be on plant talk you can be on mom talk you can be on business talk yeah, but I, could I be, love
1: the people that call out other people on tiktok like I think it's just like yeah it's
0: like the it's like reckoning
1: social media type no, form that, like yo, they're so, so willing to point out the original creators and then call out yes. the people that stole the content and, or, and then there's a conversation about there's well, stealing yeah. there's giving
2: credit like yeah I really appreciate the people that hop on a trend and say first scene at or I did
0: yes. I,
1: I did i don't know who i saw this from i'll link that i'll find it after i post right. the video or if like you know the tag comments, them if you know yeah and like i right. just think but unfortunately more then you have a bunch of creators who like hop on
2: the trend a little late um or just in time but they did it and they already have a platform and things like that and and they so with trending yeah. i mean the name of the game with trending is copying and making it your own but i do really value crediting the initial person i don't do yeah. tiktok dances you will not catch me doing any of these dances
0: no we we attempted I'm once so just to bad. like n- like barely even once and we were like no absolutely not we'll never do this no i just maybe in a different life maybe it'll listen be i
1: tried it do you it was s- tragic obviously you have to use your business your the digital marketing platform that you because you have two separate instagrams Yes. are you as active on your personal instagram as you are not the anymore
2: business? no not anymore um i so i never like i think since probably junior year of college i haven't been uh so that was three years ago is that just your personal um, choice that's my personal choice on my personal one just because I think two things. One, I didn't really have much to share. I think junior year, I was studying abroad, Mm -hmm. abroad forever. And I was sharing, like, all the trips that I was going on. And then senior year, like, what? I was going to show the local bar, like, please. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't do that. (laughs) And then... I think over time we've all experienced this on our personal pages. We accumulate people like our former coworkers, our family, our friends, and we can't be as free because of the expectations that they have on us. I also just like felt weird hopping on stories and being like, Hey guys, I'm going to do X, Y, Z today because it's a bunch of people who are like, we don't care. And that's fine. I respect that. They don't care because that's not what they're there for. Right. Um, and then, so I actually started, way before I started my business page, I started a book page because I really wanted to share my love for reading and... Um, oh, you share books on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's a bookstagram. Um, and bookstagram, oh, <laughs> bookstagram has its own culture. Bookstagram is a yeah. wild place and you can be on on bookstagram that's like all romance novels and their reels are fire. Um, or you can be on mystery or I'm a big memoir person. I'm a memoir and like fiction that has a lot of social commentary kind of person. So that was what my page was about. And I started my bookstagram because I wanted to read more Latino authors and the best way to do that. I wanted to share. I didn't want to just read it and be like, cool. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk about it and I, I made a really great community there. I still have that page. And, actually on there was you were asking about like how I learned about social media. I experimented a lot on there because I had to have good aesthetics. I couldn't just talk about the book. Like I also had
1: like no expectation. Like nobody was like holding you. No expectation. Who
2: cares? The (laughs) captions were gross. Like if (laughs) I looked uh, looking back, cringe, uh,
1: cringe, or or how how
0: TikTok says chuggy. Is anybody Ew. on that chuggy trend?
1: No, I didn't know that was a w- thing.
0: We're gonna pretend that didn't happen. Uh, wait, it's true. <laughs> have cut that out. Cut oh, that wait, out. that's no. Cut uh, it out. No, that is in <laughs> right now. Everybody's saying that chuggy is like cringy. Chuggy? Yeah, it's the new word. Chuggy. Never heard of that. Okay, I don't like it. Um, all right. So th- I guess I'm down. on the
2: only trend. But Great. you're the only trendy one here. Cool. Um, cool. cool but cool, cool, anyway, cool. so on that, I learned a lot about hashtagging proper hashtagging. You couldn't just put hashtag #book. <laughs> what what were we going to do? You had to do like niche hashtagging, which I do now for clients, but I learned that on Bookstagram. Yeah, you, I learned... you taught me that. You yeah. really taught me that. I'm exactly. So and bad I taught talk, I talked about I my first reels. I literally teach a reels course now. It's a good reel sign up for June. Um, but I teach a class that I learned how to do reels. I actually didn't have TikTok at the time. I learned how to do reels because I wanted to talk about books. And so, how do you make books funny and interesting and interesting to a wide group of people and I would do like monthly wrap ups on there I was reading a lot in 2020 um since June I'm sorry since January I've slowed down and I only do audiobooks now but um still I I still talk about them and and all these things so I learned a lot through there. I don't remember where I was going. Oh, reels. No, but the personal, personal versus Mm -hmm. professional page. So on there, but again, you have to know your audience. Mm -hmm. And so I knew my audience on my personal page was not going to care about business. They weren't going to care about like three tips to grow your small business on social media. Right. And I didn't want them to unfollow me because I
0: want that connection. Yeah, Yeah. Like I
2: want that connection with them, but in another way. And the same thing, I wasn't going to post about my books on my personal page because there was a lot of people who were like, I've never read a book in my life since finishing (laughs) high school. So I didn't want to put that in front of them. I wanted to build an organic community and keep boundaries like there are things I don't share on my business page. There are things Mm -hmm. I don't share on my book page, but I will share them on my personal. Right. So. Mm -hmm. That's a question I get really often from clients is like, yeah. where do I draw the line in terms of privacy? And I'm like, you draw that. I have um, clients and friends who share everything, every meal, every client, their partner, their new iPhone, their dog, everything. And that's great. That works All for in one them. Account. All in one account. And that works for them. They make it work. Their messaging vibes. I choose not to show my partner on my business page. He doesn't want to be shown. Mm-hmm. He barely has an Instagram. Um I tell him he looks like a bot. <laughs> like if you saw his page you'd be like this is a fake account. <laughs> um but so so that's my boundary with him, but I'll show him on my personal page all the time. I'll be like, right. look, we're at brunch. Right. Um because he knows the people following also mm-hmm. like that's a conversation that I had with him. Um that's a conversation that like all of you out in the audience um should be having with your partners, your kids, your yeah. friends is like, do you want to be on my business page cuz not everyone does. Like the people who follow yeah. me on my business page, I don't really know them, mm-hmm. and also I don't think that my partner is relevant to my business. Cur- to right, other right. people, their partner is relevant to their business, right? And and that's that's their choice, but they have to. It has to be an active choice. It can't be like, "Oops, I shared them. Now I don't want to share them."
0: Right? You know? Right. like Think think about these right. things.
2: And so that's why I have my my separate pages. I'm not posting on all three of them every single day. Right. I only post on my, I post on my business page six, six days a week, um, both in English and in Spanish. So sometimes it's multiple days, actual posts, or does that include stories, actual posts? Okay. So I'm in my stories every day of the week and I'm in posts in feed posts six, six days a week. Um, that's because I my business is social media. If you're someone whose business is not social media, you can get away with less. Right. Um, as long as the quality's there. Right. But if you can do more, do more. Mm-hmm. Um, with, and that's, so that's Instagram with Facebook. It really depends on what audience you're going for. I think Facebook groups are amazing. Like mm-hmm. Facebook groups are where it's at. No one really posts in their feed anymore, but like get a good group, like look up where you live and do blah, 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 township group the mess is there Mm -hmm. it's fantastic but it's also (laughs) great for selling Mm -hmm. um if you're someone and you're like hey i'm a i'm a babysitter in bucks county you'll get a job in a minute yeah Yeah. um and then with tiktok tiktok algorithm like if you're not feeding it two to three times a day like you're not gonna go viral
0: ew feeding it i know literally a monster tiktok is a a a wild monster
2: twitter so i actually had to delete my twitter um it's out there. But I had to delete my Twitter because I was becoming such a negative person. <laughs> I was like a it's nasty, nasty person because of Twitter. Yeah. Twitter's Twitter's wild. Um, I, I think I, I became a more informed person because of Twitter. But I also became like a really irritable person. So right. I chose to delete that. And I don't have a business Twitter. Um, that's a lie. I have a business Twitter because you should always... Uh, secure your handles mm-hmm. across all uh, platforms. I see. You don't want anyone to like pretend to be you on a different platform right. but I don't post on it um, mm. as my business. I used to post as my personal and yeah. um, that was really important. Twitter was really important to me as a journalist because you were breaking every, news every Twitter gets their, first. Yeah, Twitter, yeah. Like you, you break news on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. When, when it don't comes to news, you don't stories, turn right. on channel
0: three to watch it. You go on Twitter to see what's That's happening. On
2: right. 100%. I, I actually remember this is like complete side note so um there was a there was a shooting scare on Villanova's campus and it was the beginning of my fresh of my senior year and I got the alerts and I got I was on campus at the time I got the alerts I I put them on my Twitter I was like hey anybody on here like hashtag um, Villanova. Hashtag Villanova so that everyone would see it. And, like, news stations were literally contacting me, like, hey, are you <laughs> Are you still there? <laughs> um, Is there anything you can you get? Are you still there? <laughs> and, like, the other time that that happened was there was – I was a washed-up alum, and I was following a bunch of people on Instagram, and they were posting on their stories that there, were, there was a party happening on um, where the freshmen live, and – it was during COVID and there were a lot of people without masks. So I screen recorded the story and I said, do you, I have your permission to repost this? And they said, yeah, that's fine. I posted it on my Twitter. Like the way that people were co- blowing me up and being like, Oh my God, that's happening on Villanova's campus. Where did you get your sourcing? All this oh stuff. And, my and at God. the time, like again, at the time I was still associated with a publication. So um, I spoke to them from that point of view, but Twitter is where you break news. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Twitter as like a business is a beast like unless you're funny you
0: have to be so funny and so self-deprecating so
1: <laughs> funny and just be <laughs> so, 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 so uh, self-deprecating I, so self-deprecating
2: no one like no one's trying to be a poser on twitter yeah right like fake fake people on twitter will get Exposed. called annihilated out destroyed. destroyed so i had to step away
1: i have a okay. question yeah do you have um an opinion based on whether your social media platform should be private or public do you think that matters at all
2: so if you're a business it has to be public like private like what are you doing if you're on private
1: um no one no one's gonna be like let me request to follow because there are some uh, this is like such a weird example but i'm just curious because i was always weird about making my instagram public yeah but then i'd go on like i i really like um temptation island the show and so <laughs> i, I stalk all the people on there because i was just genuinely curious like where their lives are now and a lot of the people they have like sixty thousand followers because the show just air blah blah <gasps> but they're but private they're private really and i thought that was interesting i'm like what don't you what are like don't you want to be public so I, I was like i was just curious if that had like an impact on like the algorithm or like people viewing you maybe they just didn't want to be
2: Yeah. Public anymore? I mean, I I think, I think if you, okay, so if you're, you're one of us (laughs) and you go private and you think that your page is going to grow. No. Right. No. Right. Like hashtags don't work if you're private. Reels don't work if you're private. Like they work to only your audience. So it's like, why would you be? private if you're someone right. who let's say that that person had forty thousand followers when they decided to go private yeah they're still going to gain followers because people want to know where they're at did you, you wait did you them. request
1: any of them fuck no i was so <laughs> livid they weren't public and like <laughs> the, the, just for the just out of principle it's like i'm not going to request yeah, you that, yeah but yeah. that's spiteful this talking <laughs> yeah i mean i
2: i also think then, that like a lot of them like meme pages do this a lot of them that's okay that's meme, another example do this it. because they also want to post certain content that's like a little more Risque. like rated R yeah. or maybe sometimes really problematic. And so they want to be private for two reasons. One, because they don't want to be blocked from Instagram. And two, because when you share a post from a meme page, that's private, you, you share, like, let's say you share it to Gabby and she's not following them. They can't. Which she happens. has yeah. to, she has to follow them. Right. So right. That's why meme pages are private. Okay. Gotcha. If you are a regular ass small business and you're private you're delusional yeah. or you just don't know how to change the setting like <laughs> there is, there is the no setting. I mean and like if you don't hit me up isa media inc but <laughs> um it's just no there's no point in that is your like, personal page private no my book page is private because <laughs> I, I hadn't posted it in so long <laughs> and I was like if somebody goes on this and like associates it with me they're gonna be like She's a, she's a social media marketer, right. Yeah, <laughs> but, she um, since, but she hasn't posted since. She hasn't posted three months January. <laughs> I recently posted, go check it out, but I'll, I'll make that public again soon. Um, I don't have any of my stuff on private because I truly, for me personally, I truly believe if I don't want people to know about this, why would you, why would post I post it? it? Right. If I want to keep something private, I'll text it to you. I'll Snapchat it to you. I
0: don't use Snapchat actually,
2: but, um, <laughs> I'll like, send it to you that Find way a way to right get, um yeah.
0: carrier pigeon anything but carrier pigeon yeah. but
2: Instagram like on gotcha. my personal Instagram like I still show pictures of myself I show like trips um that I might go on or I might show like oh my gosh I saw this person again and I want to showcase that because I know that a lot of people in my personal life are gonna care yeah right no one's gonna care about my business but I want to keep that's fine keeping that public yeah um but yeah I I think if you're so, not if you're going to be so scared to show it
0: like right don't put it on so so speaking about business pages and things like that i want to i want to switch gears real quick and just yeah. talk about like your how has your journey been going from working for a corporation to now being your own boss like what what has that benefited you what are the highs and lows what are some new things that you didn't realize when doing that yeah i Recently had a post.
2: Um, I love to share my my journey. So one of the biggest things I tell people is storytelling is mm-hmm. is king, which you need to do more of. I um know. but I I i recently was saying like I had and because of what my parents told me all these things, like I have these huge fantasies about like being my own boss and like nobody can tell me what the fuck to do. And like I can wake up at noon if I want to. Right. <laughs> And then I was, like, waking up at, like, not noon, but, like, 10. And I was, like, oh, shit. Like, half the day's gone.
0: Right. Literally. What's yeah. happening? Literally.
2: Um, and so I think, I think the biggest thing. So I left my corporate job on April 27th. Um, we're about to come up on that on that month anniversary, And I was, like, oh, it's, it's a vibe. Like, I can go to brunch and yeah. spend three hours there. On a weekday. I got addicted to Project Makeover. It's a game on your phone. Um, it's like a mix between candy crush and like a makeover, uh, app, like home decor. Oh, makeover that's thing. dangerous. It was
0: amazing.
2: Don't download it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, if project makeover is listening and you want to sponsor me, let me know. <laughs> um, but like and sponsor us too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but so I got addicted to that. I think pro- like time management, unfortunately I haven't listened to the last episode yet, well, but we have no time, man- time management. management. So time yeah, management it was just like, <laughs> I, I was like, not figuring it out I kept lying to myself and being like oh it's because I was so used to working Uh. after five o'clock that or or like on my business that like I can only now work after five o'clock and I think I think a lot of it ended up being fear I think a lot of it ended up being like oh
1: it's me or me yeah nobody's texting you telling you what to do right or like there's no no deadline you have to necessarily meet or like or
0: or at the end of the day if something happens it's not like oh it's it's a team effort now we all got to pick up the slack or oh it's mm -hmm. on the name of the corporation that i'm working for like it's it's you and and (laughs) especially with like personal
2: brand obviously like isa is a nickname for isabella like this brand is you me and so money doesn't get made that's my fault like a post goes wrong that's my fault right and I think that that does bring a lot of anxiety that brings a lot of fear and so I was pushing a lot of that off I was pushing off finishing my website I was pushing off um reaching out to clients that I knew I wanted to close but I was like oh closing them is going to be hard right
1: you're Um, not the only person I've heard this from like people starting their business yeah. yeah And I mean, I, I literally will
0: cry to listen and be like, I, this is the hardest thing the I've ever initial, had to do. Like, I think the
1: initial the start initial, to it it's is... It's the
0: first month. So I, I posted about it, right? And this is why
2: you need to storytell in your, in your post is I posted about it. And the amount of people who said, hey, I've been on this entrepreneur journey for a year now, three years now, whatever. And that first month is a bitch like you don't know what you're doing you are really caught up like I think we're all caught up in the Instagram fantasy of being your own boss Mm -hmm. and you think that it's going to be beaches and that you're going to be sleeping in and that you're going to be taking long walks with your dogs and then no one tells you you're also sitting on the floor googling how to send like a professional email Mm -hmm. like I just started I, I mentioned this earlier I just started my newsletter I had to figure out like There's a lot of legal stuff with newsletters. No one tells you that. No one Mm -hmm. tells you that you have to call people and scrounge up change to hire a lawyer. Like it's, it's stuff like that. And so that first month is, is going from fantasy world of fuck corporate. I just want to leave
1: to, oh, it's just me. Yeah. it's just me all day every day and all and the stuff that you need i like when i left my corporate position i left because i thought i wanted to do makeup so i went to makeup school and yeah thought i was going to be this youtube guru uh, makeup artist freelance makeup artist and then i think i dropped it was like all that was in my savings at the time was like 1100 bucks i dropped it all on makeup for different skin colors so i had everything and i had a plethora of yeah. of every kind of fucking makeup piece that i could use with brushes and i had all this shit and i'm like I don't know what to do with any of this. I'm like, I don't like, it was just so scary. Yeah, I'm no like, one yeah. teaches
2: you how to land a client. No one teaches you um, how to price yourself. Like that's one yeah. of that's been one of my biggest struggles is like, how yeah. do I make it market accessible, but also, Benefit for you, Benef- like worth, worth my yeah. time. Money, that's yeah. still my, that's my still
0: my biggest struggle, and yeah, and and, it, and it, it, it all comes down to confidence too. Like you always like put yourself down as well. Like it's like a it's like a mind game. You're like nobody's gonna want me if I'm this. If I'm Correct. This number. Correct. Well, and, and a friend. Okay, so a friend of mine.
2: Um, I th- I'm also very blessed to have like other entrepreneurs in my life outside yeah. of my family, and a lot of women specifically. And I was having a conversation with one of them who's been in it for about two years now, and she was very like she's a straight shooter like she's very real with me and she's like I think you're still in the phase where you think this is fucking easy you think that being an entrepreneur is the easy way out she's like no dude like and she was very straightforward and she and I kept saying um, I love working with new entrepreneurs or people who are new to social media and I that I wanted that to be my only wheelhouse like new entrepreneurs and she was like why new entrepreneurs and I was like because I like them and she's like that's not a good enough reason why and I kept saying like oh because I can really help them blah blah blah. and she's like I love her she was very straightforward she was like do you feel comfortable working with seasoned entrepreneurs people who are more than a year into their business and I said maybe and she was like why don't you and I'm like oh I don't know like I just think that they maybe don't need me and she's like do you feel like a fraud yeah because like because in your mind uh, you're like they know more than me right and and like she just cut straight to the chase and she was like yeah she was like just a minute you feel like a fraud when you work with someone who's further along than you uh, and I was a like, thousand
1: percent i was like oh shit that would have took you about eight therapy sessions and
2: i know i told her i was like and girl are can you can you bill me because yeah for real and and so she and and that's the thing like that's the value of having friends who are in this and she's in she's in a similar industry to me but like slightly different and right um She's someone I I'm sometimes afraid to outsource or delegate because I'm like I don't I like I could save those two hundred dollars mm-hmm. and she's like no your time is worth more than that like she's very she pushes me very much to delegate and so I appreciate her her name is Nia socially savvy Nia mm-hmm. and, I love that name um, that's so right. Cute. she's so cute <laughs> and, I need to talk to her and Jesus. so truly um but so like stuff like that it's just figuring that out and being
0: like it's it's me it's me or me. No, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's such a, a hurdle you have to overcome, but also, like, the benefit of it. Um, and even, I, I relate this to my personal business, but even to, like, the podcast, too. Like, you grind and you work really hard on it, and sometimes it, it becomes harder than the corporate job you were at. Yeah. But the benefit is that it's it's your idea, it's your brand, it's, it's what you want to be represented versus being represented for somebody else. Yeah. And that's what I've realized most recently. Like right now I'm still in this like I've been I've been blessed to be active for about like very active, you know, because of the pandemic for about six to seven months now, which is great. But it's also like I'm being thrown into the wolves right now where I'm just like trying to like, okay, how do I balance out a, a calendar? How do I time manage? Like, I mean, when you're your own your own brand you're you're the photographer the creative director the accountant the the human resources the assistant yeah. the the, the administrator the but editor it's all these things and you're like wow I, I don't know how to balance it yet but then you're like but i'm gonna take the time to figure it out on my own because it's something that is met th- that is something that is going to benefit my future that i want for myself and that means something to me versus when i was comfortable at my corporate job and i was just like i'm just collecting a paycheck just to collect it like i would just be like, I'm comfortable. I'm making a lot of money, but I'm not happy. But hey, I'm comfortable with the money. Yeah. But now it's like, it's just, it's a different mindset. So I, and, and with that, like with you having to be every single role
2: is that with corporate, like you can hide behind so many other people, but yeah. you like entrepreneurs. And I hated when people would say this to me before, cause I was like, I gotta. but it's like your own shit like your traumas, your worthiness or lack of worthiness that you feel inside of yourself, your confidence, all of that is going to directly affect your business. When you're in corporate, there's like five rungs before a client. So you, like your sense of worthiness, who cares? You got the work done and it's all good. Somebody's going to check it for you. Like if you don't feel worthy of charging more, you're not going to charge more. If you don't, if you feel like um, one of my big, like, I guess triggers, whatever, like, is I associate success with overwhelm. So Mm. if I associate success with overwhelm, I'm never going to strive for success because in my brain that's striving for overwhelm. So what does that mean? I, I, I'm going to limit myself from clients. I'm going to limit myself from projects. And that, that is my business. Like it's, it's either it is or it isn't. So I think, um, a lot of that is it's not so much the responsibility it's your relationship to the responsibility yeah that people don't have to face when they're in corporate like you don't have to f- when you're in corporate you can go through the motions like yeah. i'm i'm trying to think of um what's that movie like zootopia or whatever whatever like they're they're just going through they they punch in they sit at the desk they look like zombies and they go home And you do that day in and day out, day Mm -hmm. in and day out. And you don't have to deal with your shit. Like there's so many people. How many people do you know who get to 65, they retire and they are, they look and sound like the 15 year old version of them. Who's a scared little kid. So many people, because in corporate, you never have to deal with your shit. Mm -hmm. If I don't deal with my shit, I don't make sales. If I don't deal with my shit, you don't evolve. I don't evolve. Like, and, and eventually what does that mean? I don't make money and I don't eat. So it's like, if you don't, if you don't go to therapy as an entrepreneur or you don't have a friend like, you who can be your, your quasi therapist, like it's a wrap. And that's why, um, I work with, uh, the Temple Small Business Development Center, plugging them. They're amazing. They're free. Um, and they, they mention it time and time again. Most small businesses fail within the first year. The ones who make it to their first year, only a small percentage of them make them to three years. And each year, dwindles and dwindles and dwindles. And a lot of that, so they attribute it to planning. So I'm working with the Temple Small Business Development Center on my business plan. And when you get to the business plan, it's not so much, they always tell you, it's not the plan, it's the planning. So when we sit and we make my business plan, they're asking me questions that I sit there and I literally go and have a crisis about as soon as we hang up Oh my god! Be- and it's stuff like who's your, who's your target audience? What are your projections? How much right. do you want to make in a year? And if you don't feel worthy, you're never going to say more than your corporate salary. And they're like, well, why wouldn't you aim for higher than that? Oh, I don't know. I don't think it-. they're like, what? you don't want to make more than that. And he's like, of course I want to make more than that. I don't think anyone would pay me more than that. And they're like, why? And you're mm-hmm. like, fuck. <laughs> wow. And so it's shit like that. Like, so make a business plan um, and the process of pa- planning. So in the process of planning, I've discovered so many things that if I know if I had stayed in my corporate job, I would have been like, cool, shove
0: that into the back corner of my yeah. brain. We're never going to deal with that. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's so true. I mean, we've, I mean, me and Alyssa, obviously we've talked about that. We've gone through it. So it's just inspiring to hear it, especially from you at such a young age and yeah. the amount of confidence you have and, you know, I feel like we could talk for hours about this. Let's keep hours. going. No.
2: And, and and I think that it just, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like whether it's full-time entrepreneurship, whether it's a side hustle, whether it's, you know, just a, the new passion project. Like you started practicing jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Like you're always going to come up against a belief. Yeah. And it's kind of your, it's your choice. Like I, not to get too mindset-y, but it's like, I think, of the thoughts you have every day are the exact same thoughts you had yesterday. Oh, (laughs) and it's again, it sounds very like hustle Instagram, but it's like, can you change 10% of those thoughts? Can you really work with yourself and first realize what those thoughts were, what those thoughts mean, where those thoughts came from and how you can change them? Yeah. Like you, you will be a completely different person. And another hustle Instagram quote is um are you sponsored
1: by them you can just yeah I know. It's, it, no
2: it's literally it's not even like that's not even an instagram it's just like the, the you've we've all oh, been we've on all that seen them we've, we've all seen them but yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's like the um people overestimate what they can do in a day and underestimate what they can do in a year and so for me coming up on I my graduation anniversary was last week Oh, wow. If you had told me in May of 2020, you will be a full-time business owner. During the midst by, of a pandemic. In the middle of a pandemic, by, and vaccinated, by May of 2020, I would have been like, fuck you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not. Like, you're delusional. Yeah. You know me. Like, you don't know yeah, my Yeah, you don't know my story. Or, or I would have been like, who? You don't like, know my struggle. Who forced me? I would have been like, who forced me to start business? Right. Was that my mom? <laughs> like, right. What what'd I do? And so, it's like, you underestimate it. You yeah. underestimate how much you can change. Um. But you overestimate, like, this morning, I was like, I'm going to set up, I, I love ClickUp, it's like a project management system, and I was like, before the podcast, I'm between the presentation and the podcast, I'm going to set up all my ClickUp boards, I didn't even open ClickUp today. <laughs> um, bullshit. And so, I went to Target, and I couldn't find the sunscreen, I wanted, whatever. And so, it's like, stuff like that, but then in a year, a year is just made up of all of those, like... Little moments, half-ass days, right. right? Yeah. Um. That you got to plan out, and you got to face, and you got to be like, "Am I worthy? Yeah. Um. Do That's I so feel fucking true? And and like and and I think it's so funny, right? Like when you when you messaged me, and you were like, "Can I can I work with you? I was like, I'm, "I have to make up a service.
0: <laughs> I was like,
2: "I didn't have a service. You, you yet. didn't. Oh like gosh, I had literally. I had my workshop set, right. and I knew that I wanted to start doing strategy calls. And, but nothing had pushed me to do it yet. Hi, it's So, me. so then you, run <laughs> and you, were like, you. Oh, you were like, how can I work with you? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, fuck. I pulled up five websites of people who were in the exact same industry with me. I averaged all of their prices and I was like, that's what
1: we're going to go for. Bah. Bah, 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 bah. I mean, it obviously worked out because like and I was yeah, telling exactly. the both of you, right. And, and then, so, and now we're
0: making connections. And now you're here and like, it's yeah, just, and Gabby's obviously.
1: Instagram is, is is amazing now like she like puts herself how do you how'd
0: you feel after our our sesh no i mean I, like i said i mean i i found isabella through our mutual social media platforms and i reached out to her because i knew i needed help and th- i also think that's another thing like mm-hmm. admitting that you need help especially as a small business owner like oh i can do it all by myself i knew i couldn't fucking do that and i needed somebody to like hold my hand through it I have so much confidence now posting social media. I'm like, okay, I know, I know what to post and how to post. I know that everything needs to have, you know, not so much of like a full purpose, but you you want it to feel authentic, mm. and you don't want to be original or quirky, but it just like it has to be you. And like, yeah. I don't, I don't really have the anxiety as much anymore. What I what I need to do better at that I know is time management and planning that out, which we've talked about, but but i just feel so much more comfort- comfortable and confident about doing it knowing that like it's my page it represents me it's who i am it's my work if people don't like it then they can unfollow me mm-hmm. but it's also it's also i've seen how how much i've learned from posting certain things using certain hashtags using reels how much like interactions well, and people have been getting because That, of that too, media. I, I can't. It, it's it's fucking wild. Especially this past week, I had so many new clients that I had to work with. That listen, I'm blessed to be so busy, but it is. It there are times where it's exhausting. I'm like, oh, I don't know what the fuck I'm fucking doing. But it's just amazing because it that only happened because of my social media. Because people would and I would every time I have a new client, I ask them, "How did you find me? Oh, social media. I go, I uh, I put on Instagram, Philly photographer." Or or I looked up this and and I and I came across this post that you did or this reel and I'm like, fuck, it really works. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to make your Instagram look good, right? And like follow like the trend that's going, but then when you see how it actually works and it makes you money, is a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips of how to be how to have like a more aesthetically looking Instagram?
2: Don't like you don't need an aesthetic Instagram. Um, maybe maybe if you're an influencer, but I've, I've worked with influencers and honestly, like the amount of people. So if you look on your, in, on your analytics, um, you can see uh, profile visits versus reach. And most of the time your profile visits are pretty low. And so no one is actually looking at your grid the way you
1: look at your right. 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 So right. as long
2: as it's decent, yeah. like as long as it
1: doesn't look like a little kid made it, like I thought you had to put so much emphasis on that. That's so interesting. No, no.
2: And, and, um, I mean, watch your colors. So, like, have a couple set brand colors, especially if you're working on Canva. Canva is the holy grail. Yeah, um, I, we're pros at it. Yeah, of that. we oh love Canva. Canva, bro. We like, with as Canva hard. As pick like a
0: whole Instagram, pick yeah. like
2: <laughs> two. Uh, general rule of thumb: pick like two or three decent-looking colors. A a light, a medium, and a dark. You're good. And then make sure that you are using, you pick two fonts, Mm -hmm. like a serious one and a cute one. And then, um, use those for your Canva graphics, for your regular pictures, just like be yourself. Mm -hmm. And then as long as like, that's okay, you're fine. No one needs the, the perfectly curated, like people who worry about like having the, you know, that grid that alternates. It's like one, um, graphic and one picture one graphic one picture one Uh, graphic one picture like okay if that makes you feel good sure (laughs) but if if you are gonna stop yourself from posting because it's gonna fuck up your feed
1: that's a whole different you're you're
2: you've lost like no one cares about the feed people care about the value keep people care about what you're sharing people care about the story you're telling oh my god my i had a instagram live today um and i talked about people have come to me and said no one engages with my post. I click on their last post and the fucking caption is live, laugh, love. What the <laughs> fuck am I supposed to say to that? I'm supposed to be like, oh my God, yeah. Yeah, same. Motto, like motto for life. <laughs> no. Or they were like, oh, everyone just comments cute pic, but I can't start a conversation from that. And I asked them, I'm like, well, what story are you telling me about that picture? You, you posted a picture on the beach. What does being on the beach mean to you? What does um, you have to
0: engage your audience? You have
2: to engage your audience. Like, tell me. So a story. captions are like, hello, one hundred percent. That was that was what I was talking about today. Like, I um, all my captions are in English and in Spanish, and I always every single caption ends with a question. It ends <sighs> with a yeah. With you've, a um, you've told me that before. Yeah, every single caption needs to end with a question, even if it's just if you feel me, drop a heart emoji, a call to action, um. I always say, like, if I talk about perfectionism in my post, I ask, do you struggle with perfectionism? And the comments are like, oh, my God, perfectionism is my biggest struggle. Or it's somebody saying, hey, I used to struggle with perfectionism, but I went to my therapist and this was his three tips. And you're like,
1: thank
0: you, <laughs> wow, dude. Thanks. I don't have to pay twenty five like, okay, bucks you're for like, that. You're like, yeah.
2: Like, thanks for saving me a trip. Yeah, you saved me a and, week of uh, But invoice. the other thing is, you are, especially if you're a service provider, like, I ultimately am my product um and so if i'm not selling my energy if i'm not selling my vibe you're not going to want to buy from me like how many social media managers could you or uh, social media marketers did you come across or could you have come across no you're right and there are plenty of people who would hate working with me because in my posts, I curse. In my posts, I sometimes stumble across my words. And they're looking for someone much more put together. That's fine. Go find them. There's so many out there. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I'm, I'm like, goodbye. Hope you find who you like. Um, but I do that through my descriptions or through my videos. Uh, so that's much more important than your aesthetics. Uh, if, you're, if you really want to like plan it, uh, maybe you're someone who's like doing all of your Canva graphics like at the beginning of the month use a preview app um there is feed preview preview app planally anything like that just pop them in there but don't let that keep you from from posting
0: wow you have so many secrets
2: I think that's really good advice yeah and and just asking your question like really think about it you so social media was originally created for you to really connect with your friends and family yeah and so make people feel like they're your bestie make people feel like they they're sitting on the couch with us having some champagne um and and connecting because no one like i don't care if i see you on the beach like that's great but oh okay like what am i gonna say
0: yeah no you're right
2: so right so or God. or before we got together right like you could post f- amazing phenomenal photos Most of the time, people don't need you to be the best photographer. They need you to be the photographer that they can imagine you to be on their special day. And the only way that they are going to figure that out is like how you talk in your captions or in your videos. Right. They get to know
0: my personality. Exactly. No, that's that's so true. I mean, uh, more than ever, I've learned recently that right now it's less of me being good at taking photos. It's more of me being a salesperson yeah how do i market myself how do i make myself attractive to people in a way where like they're willing to work with me because they accept my personality or how i work which is great you know and and i think that's another way to um to be your own business is you get to decide who you want to work with which is same with you you get to decide who your clients are and you get to decide you know where you put your your time and effort into certain people which is awesome that you couldn't do in a, a private company or a corporation yeah. which is awesome
2: Fire early and fire fast. Like wow. fire your your <laughs> clients. Like if, if the vibe is off after the first oh meeting, <laughs> after the first meeting, just be like, hey, I do not think this is going to be a great fit. Just oh, say well, I you're really. You're
1: doing a favor for them too. Because like yeah. you're giving them time like, and money in the long run. There, there was somebody
2: who had a page and like they were cool. They were cool. I, I run up against this um, with men a lot. They were cool. They had an <laughs> interesting page. But, like, I was not going to be able to provide the services that they needed. And could I have bent over backwards and been like, oh, yeah, of course I can do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can learn that. I can figure that out. I can outsource that. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I could have. But it wouldn't have been my best work. It wouldn't have been the work that he needed. And he wasn't willing to pay the price that I wanted. So, like, where in the world was that relationship going? Right. Straight to hell. Right. Straight to hell.
1: So. (laughs) It's being honest about that with yourself up It was just like,
2: hey, dude. And, like, you know, it, it takes me a minute. Like, I'm still scared. Like, I'm typing and, like, my fingers are, like, oh. Yeah. Um, because sometimes that means you might not get paid that month. Right. If you say you're yeah. no that client. But um, bad energy, not, uh, I don't want to say bad energy, but, like, energy breeds energy. So, if I'm working with him and he refers me on his page and he says, do you know who, I, do you want to know who makes these fantastic posts, Issa Media, Inc.? And then he refers me and I get 10 more clients just like just him. Just like him, Right. Aren't Ugh, I just? Aren't I nightmare. just in corporate? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, so fire early. Like, make sure you don't get three months into the relationship and then say, "Hey, I actually don't think I want to work with you." That's not fair to them. And oh, fire man. often is the more you're willing to test things out and then be like, mm, "Not for me." The the
1: closer you are to figuring out what is who you? is for you. I think that is a phenomenal point. I think I, that was. It works for relationships, right? Too. It works
0: yeah, you can in all in all settings. In all settings.
1: Like I said, we could go on about this for hours. I think you gave so many phenomenal tips and just like I guess like the way like your perspective on life is like very positive and it's also just I guess, um, it's like straight to the point kind of it. it it's like relatable. It's real. It's, it's genuine. It's authentic. Yeah. And I just, thank you for sharing all of that with us. Of course. Um, we obviously brought you to the table this week. We were so excited. I, I couldn't wait to meet you and to hear all that you had to say. Do you have any, like, I guess like last minute tips that you would like to initially share with the audience before we wrap this up? Yeah. Do you have anything to bring to the table? I mean, you just brought so much to the table. <laughs> like I feel I, know. Like, I feel greedy for asking for anything. Oh my god, no. but like, I god, not know. Which I guess your go-to tip. Uh, experimentation like being very comfortable with
2: mm. with just experimenting one. like whatever platform you're on whatever and I mean in anything in life being willing to experiment and be like I gave it a shot again you can um, apply that to every area of your yeah. life exactly. every <laughs> area of your
1: life like
2: you know get as wild as you want with it but experimenting and saying hey I tried it or there's so many um I challenge you to look at a viral page Whether it's on Instagram, mostly on TikTok, I've noticed this. Um, I'm not a TikTok specialist. I don't know why I've talked about it so much. But if you go on TikTok, you usually see someone and you kind of know what they're about. Mm -hmm. Scroll all the way to the bottom. Mm. And they tried on five different personas before landing on the one that went viral. And the one that they stuck to. So one that I went to, there's this woman. And she, like, her whole thing is that she's a cat mom. And that the cats prefer her husband. And so her whole page is about (laughs) the cats chilling with the husband and like hating her. So I scrolled all the way to the bottom of her page. It used to be about fashion. It used to be about makeup. It used to be about her corporate life. And the cats landed. Until one fucking day, she posted a video about how she came home and her husband was snuggled up with the cats on the bed. And as soon as she laid on the bed, the cats ran away (laughs) and that shit went viral. And now the whole page is about that. But if she had, if she had, given up on the makeup ones and been like fuck this tiktok's not for me she wouldn't have a and she gets sponsorships out the ass for like
1: for fucking cats and and it's just like good for her what if you go viral viral on some viral on something you don't necessarily want to build a brand off of that experiment again huh then just keep going and be like hey guys that was like obviously she kept what she stuck with the cats because she likes cats yeah like what if she's like how the fuck yeah. <laughs> am I going to make this a viral paid off my cat? I don't even like them that much. Like There was
2: so I don't know if you've ever seen her. This girl her she's like 19 years old, but her handle used to be Russian Sugar Baby. And she's oh. viral and she's um she talked about like how to be a sugar baby and she's Russian and all that stuff. She's not actually Russian. <laughs> so a lot of people were kind of threatening and being like that's fucked up like this is not your culture yeah that's
0: really okay fucked up.
2: so she gained all this following and so she recognized back to all we were talking about accountability she recognized she was like hey i thought i was doing this in a very flattering manner but a lot of people have pointed out to me that this is insensitive to their culture i'm going to shift and she no longer does the accent she changed her handle oh God, and she now an does other content i mean there's still thirst traps because she's
0: a bad bitch, but like she pivoted, right? Wow. No,
2: who who the fuck is going to tell you not to pivot, right?
0: I um, get. I mean, the thing is, if you have the confidence to pivot, do it, right? Like I think it. with experiment, don't you have, have the confidence and, yeah, like, right?
2: And just having the confidence that, like, if you went viral once, you might go viral again, or that if you don't want to be viral for that certain thing, like, why would you? Why would you force yourself? Yeah, That's stupid, right? So experimentation is the key to everything. Like experimenting. Um, I buy a lot of courses. I listen to a lot of podcasts about marketing. I read a lot of books about marketing. Like I'm saturating myself with marketing, but I can never tell that to a client until I've tried it myself. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And so uh, on my stories, I'm constantly experimenting. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest place to experiment. Cause it's going to be gone in 24 hours.
1: Yeah, um, that's true.
2: But that's the place that I'm experimenting all the time. And I can be confident that like it is, If it flops, it's a data point. If it's great, it's a data point. The next time I try it again, it flops. It's a data point. It's great. It's a data point. Always just being like, keep it pushing again, please. Journal it out. Is it gonna be (laughs) problematic? Is it gonna be problematic? Mm -hmm. Are you are you gonna regret this in five years? Think twice. Yeah, like experiment doesn't mean go buck wild. Yeah, and say like what like yeah. (laughs) But but also, (laughs) but also experiment, and I think I think for me, if I had never experimented in social media. Like would I maybe still be at this corporate job, or would I have just found the exact replica of that corporate job at a different company? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it works for that. It works for relationships. It works for whatever. Just just try it out, and um.
1: It's also important to note that when you try something out, it doesn't necessarily kill whatever you were finished trying. Like it, you, so you're trying out this. You tried out the new business, and you're like, I'm, i I want to start this entrepreneurial mm-hmm. lifestyle. You can always at any point go back to corporate life if that's where you see yourself like you don't have to just like yeah. completely exile it out forever it's trying it when it doesn't serve you you move on and you keep moving on and then you assess all that you tried and you're like where where do I see myself
2: yeah yeah and and so many people i remember um this sticks out to me is like i was in high school i had to go to a, like a pt place for my ankle and for some reason i was talking to the woman on the bike next to me and i told her that i was um I I was in the school newspaper and that like journalism was my dream and all this stuff. And she told me, she was like, Oh, that's so funny. I studied journalism when I was in college too. And I was a journalist for about five years. And then I did this for about five years. And then I did this other thing for about five Mm -hmm. years. And then I did this other thing for about 10. And now I do this and I don't remember exactly what she said. And I remember being naive in high school and being like, Oh my God, she can't, she like doesn't stick to anything.
0: (laughs) And now I'm like,
2: I'm like thank god that she did that cuz she's probably happy where she is yeah, and right. she's someone a she's a great example of someone who's like I'm not fucking happy experiment move on yeah mm-hmm. move the fuck on obviously like within reason like if you're married like work it out but don't. like <laughs> i mean
0: everything everything <laughs> is at is a limit to. but no you're right mm-hmm. if you're unhappy yeah. with something you shift or you experiment and 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 again i but think, journal it out first i
2: think sure <laughs> please journal it out i mean i think the the other thing is i'm coming at it from a gen z perspective where we don't stick to anything um but i think it's because in a super nihilistic way like we see that life is kind of meaningless sometimes and so <laughs> if it's meaningless then like fuck it like right. i can wake up tomorrow and be like i want blue hair and i want to only speak in spanish from now on and like what are you gonna do i'm not gonna do that um but maybe i will and mm-hmm. so it's like just just fucking right. experiment just I mean, that, it, right. that might hit like people are gonna like it right. one way or another
1: right so God, experiment y'all love or that where can everybody find you at? yes so, so plug, go go you plug, love. plug away. follow oh plug God, away
2: so on instagram's my main hub instagram's where i'm mostly posting and it's going to be at isa isa media inc inc um and so i post on there uh content tips about digital marketing how to market your business how to market yourself uh out in the world i also am on facebook also at isa media inc on uh on tiktok as at Isa Media Inc. And you can find me on LinkedIn at Isa Media Inc. That's something that I'm exploring now Mm -hmm. um, to go more towards the serious end of Mm -hmm. marketing. And do not take that as like you needing to be on every platform. I don't think that every business needs to be on every platform. Um, I'm just experimenting (laughs) with new places. Um, And yeah, I have workshops about reels. I have services about how to market your business i'll be launching new ones soon and you can join my newsletter to find out about all of it i also give you free uh reels ideas so i send you um audios that are going to work and i give you suggestions on how you can make it work for your business all for free in your inbox link in bio um so yeah (laughs) east media inc and hey (laughs) and
0: and take it take it for me i've used her services before and like the friendship only was created from our I guess our business journey together and it's it's true what she says she's she's so passionate about it she's so smart about it and she's here to just help people so if you are a small business or a brand that's trying to branch yourself out into your own thing reach out to her she will she will change your game in the best way love that she will change your game we I loved this episode we literally could talk about this for hours we probably will after we close <laughs> out <laughs> we had so much fun and we just we really appreciate you spending the time and just you of know course. sharing thank your you story much.
2: thank you i think this is the first time i've been a podcast
0: guest so I'm-, oh, I'm we okay. love on- you guys can say way back when way back <laughs> when. <laughs> well thank you so much and that wraps up that wraps up episode 55 yeah all right See you next time bye